Welcome, everyone, to the Fantasy Fessionals Football Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needleman. I'm joined in studio, as always, by my co-host and good friend, the Fantasy Fessional himself, Mr. Jeremy Butterball Van Curen. Butter, how we doing this evening, bud? I'm doing great now. <laughs> doing great and about to be doing better, right? So, well, I'm excited to have you back in studio, right? We had the Thanksgiving break last week and uh, uh, did some things remotely and stuff. And so we're back uh, in a, on a normal schedule, uh, looking to have a good time this evening. Butter, we actually just watched a game finish up here an hour or two ago, right? The uh, Steelers and Ravens due to all the... Uh, COVID postponements and uh, all that crazy stuff. Uh, that game finished up here on Wednesday afternoon. We're recording this uh, pod here on Wednesday evening, December 2nd, on a cold and dreary evening here in Oklahoma, my friend. I really thought that game wasn't going to happen. <laughs> Man, you, you got to think, if the NFL is going to push that game through and make it happen, I don't know what's which what's going to be the circumstances, I guess, that the NFL is actually going to cancel a game. So we'll uh, kind of keep an eye on that as we move forward. But before we get into all the NFL action, all the fantasy football talk, uh, another win by yours truly last week in the pod pick on butter. We'll talk about that. As always, my friend, we have to show some love to our favorite sports bar, and of course, that's Chalk Sports Bar. Chalk is Oklahoma City's premier luxury sports bar located in Chisholm Creek Plaza at 1324 West Memorial Road. Follow Ben, Chad, and the whole Chalk team on the web at chalkokc.com or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at chalkokc. It's the best damn sports bar in Oklahoma, and there's no better place to have a conversation about the NFL and watch all the games on Sundays, or I guess maybe Wednesdays now too, Butter. Always the favorite, that's Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. The best damn sports bar, period. Absolutely, my friend. Well, I guess we have to start with a Thanksgiving recap, Butter. And so if turkey and stuffing and potatoes and all the fixings are a tradition, I think it's become a tradition for the Lions and Cowboys to throw a stinker out on Thanksgiving afternoon as well. And they certainly didn't disappoint this week, right? Texans' big win over the Lions in the early matchup there, the 11-30 game. Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller uh, show out for the Texans. And then the Cowboys... Couldn't be trumped by that shitty performance by the Lions. They lose by even more points to the Washington football team, uh, unexplicably or unexplainably. I mean, just a, a terrible performance by our Cowboys. 41-16, to Butter. That was an ass-kicking. And obviously, Raven-Steelers got postponed a, a week later and was played just now. Uh, your thoughts on those two uh, Thanksgiving Day games, bud? Well, I mean, the Texan-Lions game, um, you know I mean? Deshaun Watson throws for four touchdown passes. Two of them to Will Fuller, and then after the after the game or over the weekend, uh, Will Fuller it gets suspended. So he obviously saved his best game for last for this season. So I, I got to give it up to him. But you know, I mean, the Texans have looked a lot, and they've actually looked pretty pretty good uh, the the last couple weeks. Um, you know, I mean, the Lions. Uh, Adrian Peterson had two touchdowns. Um, this, I mean, it was a 40, 41 to twenty five, but the game really wasn't even close. Cowboys and the Washington football team, you know, I mean, it was 13 to 17 at halftime. Yeah, but it was relatively close, right? Early. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the, the Washington football team dominated the second half. Uh, Antonio Gibson, 20 carries, 115 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, you know, I mean, this, the Cowboys offense is just, this doesn't really look all that good. The defense does not look good at all either so we're just a just a bad football team this year yeah i think there was a point in the third quarter there to where uh, washington turned it over right uh, um, uh we get we get an interception 
returned all the way down to the three, four yard line, whatever it was. We're down 20 to uh, 13, I think. And, and the Cowboys weren't able to punch it in from first and goal after that big turnover. Had to settle for a field goal. I'm um, thinking it was 20 to 16 at that point. And then the wheels kind of just fell off from there. Uh, Washington figured it out. Uh, the Cowboys uh, give a shit meter, kind of petered out on it. And uh, they, they scored a couple of late that uh, were pretty meaningless um, as they were trying to run out the clock. So, but uh, yeah, I think we can stop talking about the Cowboys now, Butter. So again, they, they get the unexpected win against the Vikings a couple of weeks ago. We think, well, shit, we're back in this thing. We're only a half a game out. Uh, we've got a chance to maybe win the division and sneak into the playoffs, and we can go ahead and uh, throw some more dirt on that now, right? <laughs> as pitiful as the Cowboys are, they are still just one game still out of first. Still one game place. out of first. That's exactly right. <laughs> Three and eight. Uh, Washington leading it uh, at four and seven, along with the Giants there. I think Washington has the tiebreaker, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, again, regardless of whoever comes out of that NFC East, uh, probably going to get their butts kicked in the uh, the wild card round anyway. So, uh, what well, you mentioned it, Butter. Texans, kind of big news that broke uh, after the Thanksgiving uh, uh, weekend that uh, wide receiver Will Fuller and then the uh, the DB Roby both banned six games each for PEDs. Um, you know, Fuller in particular kind of come out and threw his doctor under the bus saying, hey, Hey, I was prescribed something that said I was I was good to go. You know, shouldn't have been an issue. You know, I blame kind of blame my doctor. I trusted my doctor, and this is what happens. But you know, I, I'm trying to remember what the policy is on the NFL banned substances, and it's usually you don't get banned six games for the first um, issue, right? So this is obviously a second or third time uh, that uh, these two guys have been caught. Otherwise, they wouldn't be getting six game bans. I, if I'm not mistaken, on PEDs, but. I mean, these guys are world-class athletes, right? they got to know what's going into their body at any given point in time. So kind of a lame excuse, right? Yeah, I mean, well, obviously, one of the rules is you can't blame your doctor, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get you a pass, does it? No, but, I mean, uh, it's one of those deals, you know. I mean, he knew what he was taking. Uh, six games, I mean, they'd probably been testing him. And uh, it, it's I'm assuming it's probably happened before. You just haven't heard about it. But, um, you know, I mean, he's going to miss the rest of the season. But, like I said, he saved his best game for last. I don't know. Um, you knew what you were taking. <laughs> yeah, again, kind of a, came a, a lame excuse there, uh, uh, to say the least. And, again, he'll be he'll miss the rest of the season. I guess maybe miss uh, one game uh, at the beginning of the season as well next year as well. So, uh, definitely a tough break there. And, again, he's been kind of a, a big performer. Um, as as you mentioned, you know, the Texans have started playing better football here over the last couple of weeks, and so him and Deshaun Watson certainly had a connection. I benefited from that from a, a fantasy standpoint this past week. And so, yeah, got to feel for Deshaun Watson to a certain degree now. We don't don't know who he's going to throw the ball to, but uh, we'll talk more about the, uh, the Texans uh, a little bit later in the pod whenever we make our picks there. But they also released Kenny Stills as well. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and that seemed to be kind of a a, a clash uh, thing there, right? So is that uh, um, there, there was some issues behind the scenes. I know Kenny Stills was deactivated for a couple games the last few weeks, and they decided to cut bait uh, their former Sooner, uh, Kenny Stills, and so we're familiar with him. Definitely a talented guy, but uh, seems to be um, uh, kind of a, a nodhead from time to time as well, too. So maybe he'll uh, kind of catch on somewhere else and uh, continue his career uh, obviously wish him well uh, from a Sooner perspective there. But you know, the big game, I think, uh, that we were looking forward to on Sunday afternoon, Butter, Kansas City Chiefs taking on TB12 and the Bucks, And the final score ends up being a little closer than maybe what the game actually was. 27-24 here, Chiefs win. Uh, Chiefs kind of jump out to a quick lead early, 17-0 in the first. 
Tampa kind of figured some things out, I guess, if you want to call it that, and they kind of came back in the fourth quarter again, made this game look a little closer than what it was. But kind of feels like the Chiefs just kind of fuck around with teams from time to time, right? They either get out to a big lead or they kind of sleepwalk and kind of wait till the second half to kind of flip the switch and turn it back on. But even though it was a three-point game, it never really felt like the Chiefs were going to lose that game, right? No, I mean, it really didn't feel that way. Um, you know, I mean, at, at halftime, uh, after the great performance from Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, you know, I mean, they were ta- talking about uh, Patrick Mahomes possibly breaking the um, all-time uh passing mark for a game and then Tyreek Hill also uh the uh all-time receiving mark for a game which neither one of those happened and um you know I mean the Buccaneers just kind of 27 to 24 I mean I don't think that this game was that close I mean I never did think that the Chiefs were gonna lose the game I mean I don't know if they were just playing with them or you know I mean if um you know, I mean, they just thought 27 points was going to be enough to win, and they just kind of uh, kind of gave up. But, you know, I mean, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers tried to make it exciting, um, which, I mean, I still think that uh, the Buccaneers are a sol- solid football team. The Chiefs are damn sure a solid football team. I think it would have been cool to see some of those records broke, but, you know, I mean, um, they're just – the Chiefs didn't have enough offense in the second half. I mean, they kind of were on coast mode, you know? Yeah, kind of got a little conservative, I guess, uh, for for lack of a better term, kind of protecting that lead. And, again, uh, the, the Bucks kind of got back in it, right, made it made it close mm-hmm. there at the end. And so, uh, yeah, I'm with you. The, it's It wouldn't shock me, and I know that was probably the common, uh, commentators were kind of saying, hey, this might be a Super Bowl rematch, and, and it very well might be, right? Yeah, I mean, I think the, uh, the Bucks are still trying to figure some things out, and I think once it gets to playoff time, Again, it's tough to bet against Tom Brady, so he's been there and done that. And so it wouldn't shock me uh, if they uh, they make a deep run. I know you had them to make a deep run in our preseason pick. So, yeah, I think both those teams are still pretty, pretty good, uh, despite the fact that the Bucks fall another game behind the Saints, Butter, as the Saints beat up on the quarterbackless <laughs> Denver Broncos. Again, another kind of COVID crazy story here to where Denver had zero eligible quarterbacks on the squad, so they end up bringing in Kendall Hinton, uh, I believe former uh, Wake Forest Demon Deacon, right, was a, was a quarterback there and eventually got moved to wide, wide receiver. receiver. Yeah. And so he was pretty much the only guy on the roster that they had. I, I think it played out exactly as you thought it would play out. Uh, he wasn't worth the shit. Uh, the Saints dominate this game. They win 31-3. to I think the Broncos had one completion or two completions when it was all said and done uh, from a passing standpoint. So no surprise there. But, uh, again, just kind of a wild scenario, right, Butter? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm surprised that the Broncos didn't run, like, some trick plays, you know, like some schoolyard shit, you know I mean? Because <laughs> Hinton's a really good athlete. Yes. I mean, he's kind of, a, kind of a shifty guy, yeah. So, I mean, you pretty much have to would have to throw out your normal playbook because you don't have somebody that can pass the ball. And, I mean, whenever he did throw the ball, you could tell that he wasn't very good <laughs> at quarterback. But, you know, I mean, uh, I'll tell you somebody who – can run the ball and throw the ball and catch it as Taysom Hill. Yeah, I know you, you're big on Taysom Hill. You like this Taysom Hill experience, uh, experiment, I should say, that the Saints have going on, right? Two weeks in a row, two wins. Hard to argue with the results, right? Yeah. I mean, um, if he keeps it up, I mean, I think he could be the replacement for uh, Drew Brees whenever yeah. he gets ready to retire. Absolutely. So he's he's making a good, strong case for himself. Him. Yep, yep. And he, again, he adds a different element to the game. There's no doubt about it. So, well, Butter, I, I think we have to go to our WTF moment of the week, and we have to go to Atlanta for this. The Falcons 
thumped the Raiders 43 to 6, Butter. I mean, what the F is going on down at Like, we thought Atlanta had kind of given up, right? Their give a shit meter. They're done with this thing. The Raiders, for all intents and purposes, have looked like a, a spicy team, right? So kind of feisty there. We like John Gruden. They're playing good football. They gave the Chiefs their only loss of the season, and they did not show up for this one. I mean, just took a, a shit in the, on the, in the middle of the Mercedes-Benz Dome down there at Atlanta. How do you explain this one, bud? I'm going to say that uh, the rumor is I think they had some problems with their plane getting out there. <laughs> It's, it's as if they didn't show up. That's for I, I don't sure. think they ever got off the plane. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, they looked god awful, pitiful. Uh, did not look like the same team that uh, competed and beat the Chiefs. Uh, you know, I mean, five or six weeks ago they beat the Chiefs, and then a couple weeks ago they uh, held 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 their own against them. But God, I mean, um, turnovers, right? Just kept creating short fields for the Falcons, which yes. they just kept and said, "Thank you, we'll take it, and we'll I, capitalize on it." Yeah. I, I think the Falcons even had a pick six. They did. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Obviously, Matt Ryan and uh, the Falcons, I mean, still have some life left in their their tank and some gas left in their tank. I mean, who knows? I mean, uh, they're four and seven. I mean, I don't think that. If they were in the NFC East, they'd probably be the favorite. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Absolutely. We'd be betting on them right now. So, well, well, but let's talk about two teams that I think are pretty good. And the, both those teams reside in the AFC South. So, the Titans win the rematch with the Colts again convincingly, right? 45 26. Derrick Henry had a big game there, three touchdowns. You know, both of these teams, I think, are going to end up making the playoffs, but are eight, uh, Titans eight and three right now. Colts seven and four. You got to feel like maybe the Titans have the inside track here. Uh, despite the fact that they split the season series, but I think both these teams are pretty good, right? Yeah, I mean, well, it's kind of it's kind of odd, you know. I mean, like you think about it, they played uh, two weeks ago on Thursday night football, and, uh, and Colts won thirty four seventeen. I think e- right. E- so. Each each uh, each team has a the the Titans won in Indianapolis and the Colts won in Tennessee, and like the games like kind of got flip flop, you know. I mean. Uh, the Titans definitely dominated this ball game, which two weeks ago the Colts dominated it. So I mean, um, you know, I mean, uh, Derrick Henry, I mean, was a phenomenal fantasy player this past week. Twenty-seven carries, one hundred and seventy-eight yards, and three touchdowns. You know, the 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 uh, the meeting prior, I mean, I think he, it was an off day for him. I mean, I think he only had one hundred and fourteen yards, but I mean, that's for a lot of running backs, that's a pretty damn good game. <laughs> Yeah, but, and I think the game script kind of had had the Titans falling behind, so they had to throw it a little bit more mm-hmm. there so he didn't get as many touches and uh, they weren't able to kind of protect the ball or protect a lead and kind of pound it with him, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, like, the, the, the game script this week was kind of reversed, you know, uh, where it was whenever the Titans, uh, whenever the Colts won at the Titans, I mean, the, the Titans were behind, they couldn't run the ball. Well, this, this time it's flip-flopped. The Colts couldn't run because they had to throw the ball, which, I mean, Phillip Rivers, I mean – he didn't have a bad game. I mean, yeah, they, they scored a couple touchdowns there in the fourth quarter to make it look a little bit better than maybe what it was. Again, kind of garbage time there where they were padding. But they could stats, not but stop. They could not stop Derrick Henry in the run. This I mean, is he, his time of year, right? Yes. So late November, December, January, man. That's that's when he kind of picked up steam last year and led that Titans team all the way to the AFC Championship. And again, they were what two quarters away, right? They, they looked really really good in the first half uh, against the Chiefs last year, and uh, the Chiefs just kind of flipped the switch and come back on them. So yeah, wouldn't shock me to see the Titans make another deep run again. I think they're they're a pretty complete football team. I think they play good defense. Uh, they can definitely run the football. And Tannehill 
is sneaky good, right? So he's better than what he gets credit for. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, definitely one to to keep an eye on there. But well, butter, we got to talk about a bad beat moment. And again, I know that you know Scott Van Pelt and uh, all the ESPN guys. Uh, they they've kind of you know everybody's touched upon this game, but we got to go back to Monday Night Football, Eagles. Seahawks. Seahawks are up 23 to 9, closing seconds of the game. Uh, Eagles, uh, Carson Wentz throws a Hail Mary. It inexplicably it gets tipped around, gets caught, right? Rodgers, I think, catches a one-handed catch there, the tight end. Um, they 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 catch the touchdown, they review it, he catches it. It's 23 to 15, and the Eagles go for two for some strange reason, right? So they're down by eight. Um, could have kicked the extra point and would have been down by seven. I think there was 10 seconds left. They would have had to get the onside kick. It was going to be you know, a remote chance to even uh, tie the game or win the game anyways. They go for two and they get it, Butter. And most people are scratching their heads, but there's a ton of people out in Vegas that's probably pissed off because the Eagles were a, a six-and-a-half-point underdog. <laughs> and so uh, definitely a tough beat. If that you beat. had the Seahawks minus six-and-a-half uh, to where you're – 10 seconds away from winning that bet and cashing it in, and then a Hail Mary and a two-point conversion whenever it doesn't really seem like you need to go for two. Uh, your thoughts on this one, bud? I mean, just a crazy – I mean, you got to pull your hair out if you had the Seahawks, right? I mean, just a kind of a crazy ending to a relatively bad performance by the Eagles. Uh, it's kind of an ugly football game all around, yes, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, think about Carson Wentz. You know, I mean, just a couple years ago, like he was an NFL MVP. And, uh, man, does not look like it. This year, I mean, he looks – he's just not, not very good. I mean, um, I don't know if it's – I don't know if it's play calling or or if it's just um, the players he's got around him. But, I mean, he just does not look look very good. And, like, last week, I mean, I think Jalen Hurts was taking some first-team reps in practice. Yeah, that was the kind of the news story that kind of came out. And so, do we're – at what point do the Eagles say, shit, we have to try something different, right? So maybe we throw Jalen Hurts out there and give him a game or something, right? Because, again, they're they're a half a game out of first place in the yeah. NFC East due to that tie, right? So they're a half game behind uh, Washington and the Giants there at 4-7. and seven. So they're still in this thing, but, man, their their schedule's tough, right? Uh, they, they just uh, don't seem to uh, have a good vibe about them right now. So, yeah, it's going to be – Interesting to see at what point in time does uh, Coach uh, Peterson kind of you know kind of pull the the trigger on Jalen Hurts or whatever. You got to do something different, right? Because it ain't working. Whatever you're doing right now. Yeah, I mean, I I think six is the number. Seven is you're on fire if you get the seven wins in this division. I think. Well, you know, it, it only gets easier for them because they only have to travel to Green Bay to take on the uh, eight and three Packers at Lambeau this week. So that that'll be an easy one, right? So so good good luck to them on that one. But uh, well, well, butter. Let, let's talk about some of the big games that uh, on the slate for Week 13 in the NFL, my friend. And so I think we have to start with the game. I'm pretty excited about here. Two two really hot teams. Uh, from a uh, recent trend standpoint, and that's the Cleveland Browns, 8-3, and three, right? Our guy Baker uh, been very efficient, very uh, protective of the ball here the last few weeks, uh, taking on the 8-3 and three Tennessee Titans, which we just gave them a bunch of love and that impressive win that they had over the Colts. Titans are favored in this one uh, by five and a half, six points, depending upon your book. The total here, 53 and a half, 54. Your thoughts on Browns and Titans this week, bud? Man, I so want to pick the Browns in this matchup, but uh, man, I mean, I Derrick Henry's been running the ball with force. I mean, I I can't, I cannot uh, shy away from that. Um, you know, I mean, I think, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I think the the game comes down to a field goal. I think the Titans win, 
I don't think the Browns can stop Derrick Henry. I don't think they can stop the Titans from winning with Derrick Henry. I'm with you. I think the running attack uh, is going to be really, really important for both these squads. Uh, I think Miles Garrett comes back uh, for the Browns as well, so that should help their defense a little bit. But I like the under in this game, Butter. Yeah. 54 points. Yeah. I think this is going to be an old school run the football again. I think both coaching staffs are going to try to minimize what their quarterbacks uh, are, are forced to do in this game. Again, Baker's had three or four really good weeks in a row. Where I think he's had seven touchdowns, only one interception in his last four games, whatever it is. So he's been protecting the ball, and it's paid dividends for the Browns. But you know, he's a, he's been known to throw a stinker out there, especially if he's put in a tight spot. And so I like the under as my best bet here, under 54. I think this is going to be kind of a running defensive game here, um, and, and I think the game will be shortened because of that. And so I, I like the Titans to probably win this game. I think that line's probably in the in the right ballpark, you know, maybe a 24-17-ish uh, type of game here. But I, I like the under in this one as my best bet. So, well, let's stay in the AFC South, Butter, and let's talk Colts and Texans. So, again, Colts, right, they're coming off a disappointing loss to the Titans, right, but they're still in it, 7-4. and four. They're fighting for a playoff spot. I think we expect them to make the playoffs at this point, uh, given the way that the season's wrapping up here. But they go down to take on a Texans team that's really been playing good football here. But, again, we mentioned it earlier – Will Fuller out on offense. Uh, Deshaun Watson's a top target. Uh, Roby out the DB, so that's going to have an impact on them due to the PED suspension. David Johnson yep. is still inactive. He's still hurt, absolutely. Concussion. So uh, Colts are favored in this one by three, three and a half, depending upon your book. The total here, 52. Your thoughts on this big AFC South divisional game, bud? Man, I mean, I like the Colts in a bounce back uh, win this week after they lost to the Titans. <clears throat> I like Phillip Rivers, and I I like uh, I like the matchup versus the Texans. I mean, the Texans aren't known to play a lot of defense. I mean, even though they have looked better uh, the past couple weeks, but a lot of that's been because of their offense. Uh, now they, I mean, pretty much their offensive players are Deshaun Watson, and you got Duke Johnson. I mean, you don't have really you don't have a go to wide receiver because your three best receivers from last year. Hopkins, uh, Fuller, and then you can Steals. Kenny Steals are mm-hmm. gone. But, I mean, they, they do have Brandon Cooks, but he's going to be double teamed every time. And yeah. I, the, the Colts have a pretty damn good defense. They do. Yeah, so absolutely. I, I like the Colts in this one. I like the Colts to cover. I'm with you. I, I think that that, that uh, loss of Fuller and Roby is going to be tough on the Texans. And, again, I think the Colts are going to be a little fired up again. They, they didn't play – well against the Titans this past week, although the Titans are a really, really good football team. And I'm with you. I like the bounce-back effect here, and I like the Colts to win and cover the spread uh, down in Houston, bud. So, well, let's go out to the NFC West, butter. Again, a big game here. Again, another another game against two teams with winning records, which is kind of hard to come by this week, to be honest with you, when I was looking at the slate. But the L.A. Rams on the road against the Arizona Cardinals. Again, our guy Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, they've been struggling as of late. Right? I think they've lost three or four in but four that Hell, Hell Murray game. Uh, I think they would have lost four in a row, if I'm not mistaken here. But Rams are favored in this one by three, two and a half, depending upon the book uh, that I've seen the line at. Total here, 48 and a half. Line looks kind of fishy to me, Butter. So I, I, I think I like the Rams in this one. But your, your thoughts on this one, Bud? Man, it does look kind of fishy. I mean, um, I like the Cardinals in it. Um, you know, I mean, both of these teams have, like, the past couple of weeks, they've just looked really, 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 really odd and really weird. I mean, you would think that uh, the Rams versus the 49ers, that that's a game that they should have won. Yeah, disappointing loss yes. for the Rams last um, week. Yeah. You know, I mean, kind of the same way with the Cardinals. Um, 
they've, I mean, both of them are kind of, they need a really big bounce back win against a good football team. But I like the Cardinals at home in this one. Like I said, I, and mainly it's just because of the Rams' performance last week against a team that they should have beat. Well, I'm I'm going to go against you here, Butter. Give me the Rams in this one, but I, I lean towards the under in this one, to be honest with you. I think this is going to be kind of a lower-scoring affair. I don't know if Kyler Murray's banged up or what, but he hasn't been running the ball nearly as much. His stats haven't been as good on that front. And, again, they've they've been somewhat corralled from an offensive standpoint the last couple of weeks as well. And so I think this is going to be a lower-scoring Kind of a twenty to seventeen type of game, you know, twenty one to sixteen, something like that. Um, going to be a close game, uh, but I think it's going to be low scoring. But it, give me the Rams. I think they find a way to win, uh, and I expect them to cover. Especially you can get it down to two and a half, right? So I like that. Yeah. Uh, you can get the, get the hook under three. Uh, I would take those points. But let's go. Stay in the late afternoon games here, Butter, and let's go the G-Man, uh, the Giants, on the road to take on the Seahawks in this one. Seahawks, big favorite here, nine and a half, ten points, uh, depending upon your book. The total here, 47, 47 and a half. Again, Seahawks, a good win, I guess, uh, over the Eagles on Monday Night Football. I wouldn't call it an impressive win, but they did just enough, right? They're at eight and three. Feels like they're kind of getting back on track. They had kind of a midseason swoon there a little bit, but... All of a sudden, shit, the Giants have something to play for as well, right? So the, they're in the NFC East. They're tied for first with Washington. And so, um, now they're going to be without Danny Dimes, right? So I think he had a hamstring injury, and so he's going to be out of this one. So how does that play into it? How do you expect uh, the Giants to kind of obviously adjust their game plan? I think it's going to be Colt McCoy, yes. probably starting quarterback, right? Yes. So, man, um, if if Daniel Jones is in, in this week, I mean, I'm picking the Giants, uh, which if – Daniel Jones is in the lineup this week. I mean, the the point spread's probably not as high. Um, like, I think it's, what, 10 points right now? Um, I mean, just because the Seahawks, I mean. They're just playing close games, too, right? They can't yes. put teams away. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, I mean, I think it's a – if they have Daniel Jones, I think this is a, a game that the Seahawks lose. But they don't have they don't have Daniel Jones this week. So, uh, it makes it pretty simple. I would take – I'm taking Russell Wilson – DK Metcalf and Lockett. I mean, I think that they're going to have a, a good fantasy game against the Giants. I think they're going to win, and I think they're going to win comfortably. I think this is going to have a similar game script, and it's going to unfold very uh, similarly to what we saw on Monday night with the Eagles, right? I think the Giants are going to be super conservative, right? They're going to try to shorten the game. You know, it wouldn't shock me if a similar scoreline is kind of in that ballpark, you know, 23 to 10. Something like that, and maybe maybe the Giants score a meaningless touchdown at the end, maybe not a hail mary, but uh, to kind of get the backdoor cover on this. But I think it's going to be low scoring. Uh, I like the under in this one uh, because of that, just because I don't think the Giants are going to be able to put up a ton of points, um, and I think the Seahawks will do just enough to get the win. Uh, but I think the backdoor cover might be in play here, so keep an eye on that one. So, well, let's stay another NFC East team, butter again, the Eagles. They're still in it somehow, shape, or form. Uh, they're on the road to take on the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and that offense kind of seems to be starting to heat up again, right? They put 41 uh, on the Bears uh, this past week, if I'm not mistaken. So they they had another good performance there. Packers, big favorite in this one, seven and a half, eight, depending upon your book. Uh, the total, 46 and a half, 47. Again, kind of depending upon your line, your book, where you're at. Any reason to believe that the Eagles have a chance in this one, Butter. Man, I'm, I like the Packers at home um, and give me the points as well. I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, I mean, this is the t- time of year right now where they, they're they good. Aaron Rodgers is seasoned. I mean, he knows uh, how to win. This is a game that they 
that they need to win to kind of keep their playoff spot and um, and possibly even improve it. So um, this is a game that they need to win. I like the Packers in this one to cover. I'm with you. I mean, if the Eagles had shown me anything over the last couple of weeks, and again, maybe maybe this is the game to where they make the the QB change, right? Maybe we get to see our guy Jalen Hurts right sooner uh, out there against the Packers on Lambeau, uh, uh, Lambeau Field uh, on Sunday afternoon. But man, I just I haven't seen any reason uh, to take the Eagles, uh, even though this is a big line, right? Again, eight nine points, uh, depending upon your book and where you're at. But I'm with you. I think the Packers, they're rolling right now. They're they're up there chasing the Saints for that top seed. Uh, in the NFC, and so I think they know they need to win this game, uh, and I think they win it and, and cover the spread as well. So I'm with you. Give me the pack in this one. So We don't have a Thursday night football game this week, do we? Uh, no, we do not. So I, I think the Cowboys and Ravens was on that slate, and I think it got moved back because of all the COVID issues, and so we'll have a Tuesday night game uh, next week, Butter. So I, I guess uh, we trade in a Thursday nighter for a Tuesday nighter, so uh, uh, maybe it's a wash when it's all said and done. But before we get to that, I want to talk about Monday night football, Butter. Uh, Bills at the 49ers, again, a game that's going to be played in Glendale, right, in Arizona uh, this week uh, due to the, the the Santa Clara kind of county uh, COVID issues there. Uh, 49ers will be playing uh, at Glendale here for the next couple weeks. Bill's the favorite in this one, two points roughly, depending upon uh, the book that you're getting it at. Uh, but uh, your thoughts on Bills and Niners uh, on Monday Night Football, bud? Man, I like Josh Allen and the Bills uh, in this game. Uh, I think it's a the Bills just keep finding a way ways to win, uh, like like you said, in close games. Um, you know, with uh, Jimmy G not out there. I mean, the 49ers have had a bunch of injuries. They've had their fair share of injuries this year as well. But, you know, I mean, for as many injuries as they've had, I mean, five and six is really not that bad. But uh, I like the Bills in this one. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think Josh Allen's going to kind of be able to do what he wants and make, make plays, whether it be running the ball or throwing it. Yeah, I'm with you. And I think it can't be uh, understated as to what impact this move is going to have on the 49ers, right? So they're moving all the facilities, or not the facilities, but all the people uh, down to uh, Arizona for a couple weeks uh, while this uh, this three-week ban kind of goes uh, into effect up in California. And so uh, I'm, um, I'm really interested to see uh, how the 49ers got to come out. Because, again, they had a big, a big win this past week against the Rams and stuff. But I'm with you. I mean, the eye test and everything that we've seen to date would seem to indicate that the Bills are the better team here. Uh, but uh, definitely going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And, again, the Bills, another team like the Seahawks, they seem to just play in close games. And so uh, I, I'm with you. I like the Bills to win this game, but I do think it's going to be close. And I think San Francisco will kind of keep it uh, relatively tight, and it'll be fun to watch on Monday night. So, You know, one of the things I was going to ask you, I mean, obviously like um – so the the Cardinals play there at three oh five on uh, Sunday, right? Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. then the Monday night games at seven fifteen. I mean, I just wonder what does the stadium? What do you think the stadium or the the field and stuff like that's going to look like? You know, they they have that uh, you know kind of retractable roof and everything. So I would expect that the the turf will hold up and it's going to be fine because I think it is natural grass, right? Mm-hmm. They have that kind of a sliding field, right? They slide it out, yeah, and, and kind of get the sunlight. Uh, um, and then kind of slide or attract it back in and stuff. So I, I think the uh, the field's going to be fine. Uh, I don't think that that'll be a big impact. I think the uh, the ground screw will be able to get it turned around and 
18 hours, whatever that time period would be. They're going to be working um, hard, though. Yeah, they will. It'll be an all-nighter, that's for sure. So, But I think the field uh, will be in good shape. I don't think that'll have a huge impact, but definitely something to keep out or keep a lookout uh, for and kind of see what that uh, field looks like uh, at the beginning of that Bills and Niners game. So, well, I mean, that, that, I mean, good, for, good for those guys. You know, I mean, uh, I'm glad that the game is going to be able to happen. Uh, props to the to the Arizona Cardinals for allowing them to share their home. You know, I mean, absolutely. Um, yeah. That's a that's that's a pretty big big statement. You know, I yeah, mean, it's a divisional uh, rival too. Yes. You could have told them to kick rocks, right? Yes. Yeah. So, props to them. Well, well, Butter, we got to talk about our squad again. Tuesday night football, right? So we we'll get a Tuesday night game: Cowboys at the Ravens. Again, the line's been kind of weird on this one, just simply because the Ravens just literally finished up their uh, their loss to the Steelers a couple of hours ago. And so, the the first line and only line I found on it had the Ravens a seven and a half point favorite on this one, Butter. Uh, again, I don't see a line on it currently. Uh, and again, probably due to some of the Ravens' COVID issues, we don't know who's going to be playing in this game. Uh, but your thoughts on Cowboys and Ravens on Tuesday night? This game going to be on Fox, so it'd be nice to have a game on Tuesday night, right? We're going to tune in and watch it. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to turn it, tune in and watch it. Uh, as far as picking it, I'm going to pick the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably a good pick, right? Uh, to cover and win the game easily. I mean, me and the Cowboys the past couple weeks. You know, I mean, they did have a really good week against uh, the Minnesota Vikings. But man, I mean, it's just kind of they, and I mean, they played Pittsburgh tough. I mean, they have good weeks and they have bad weeks, but against Washington, I mean, they didn't look look like they had their shit together at all. So, the Ravens, I think, are probably better than the the Washington football team. So, I mean, I'm gonna have to pick the Ravens in this one. Maybe try to avoid the uh, 14 yard deep uh, reverse uh, fake punts, right? So, and uh, that that might help the Cowboys' chances on that one. So, although I, I've kind of, you know, I went back, I've li- I've seen that play a couple of times now. I think uh, uh, he could have thrown the ball at some point. So, I think maybe the play was designed for him to maybe throw the ball as opposed to run it. But uh, again, that, that didn't work out, and so uh, it, it's a it's a bad play call. Um, harkening back to that uh, Thanksgiving Day loss to the uh, Washington football team, so. I'm with you. I think if we knew if if Lamar Jackson is going to play for the Ravens, then yes, you got to load up on Baltimore in this one again. They they're desperate. They got to have the win right after losing again today to uh, to Pittsburgh. They've been kind um, of a, an off and on team this year. Yeah, well, I mean, they started off really really good, and now I think they've lost what three of the last four or something like that. So they've definitely struggled here down the stretch. The Ravens have so. There's issues there, COVID aside, right? That they've been able football issues that they they need to kind of figure some things out. And so, uh, the Trace McSorley kid that they signed come in, Penn State kid, um, he actually looked pretty good in, in the fourth quarter there for uh, for the Ravens. So maybe he's the guy that's going to start Tuesday night uh, uh, against the Cowboys. And uh, again, really good college football player, kind of a scrappy kid, uh, can run around, can move a little bit. So uh, he uh, he might be a good uh, third uh, QB for the Ravens to have on the roster moving forward. John Gruden was really big on him whenever he was in college. He's a hell of a competitor, man. So yeah, just a great great college quarterback at Penn State for the last what two or three years, whatever it was. Because so. I think he actually had him on his. Deal before he took over Oakland, yeah, the QB uh, camp or yes, whatever it is yes, that he does, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And those are always fun to watch too. If you're a football nerd, I mean, uh, there's no bigger football nerd than John Gruden. So they really, really dives in with the QBs there. So those are always a fun watch on ESPN. So, uh, well, well, butter. I think that wraps up most of the games, uh, the big games, anyways, that we had on the slate here for pick 'em and bet purposes. And now it's time to get in some fantasy picks, but we're getting close. Uh, to playoff time, right? So it uh, could be the last regular season week for a lot of fantasy leagues out there. And so we've got some listeners that are looking for some good advice, right? And uh, they, they may need to win 
um, this weekend to get into the playoffs in their respective fantasy league. So let's not let them down, bud. But I've been on a heater, butter, all season long in the NFL. I think I'm, I think I'm up nine to three, nine wins to three losses against you in the NFL. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you may have a chance here. You're going to need to go on a runner here uh, the last uh, few weeks of the season, bud. So, uh, but last week again, I, I had a really, really good week. I had. Uh, uh, Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, I had Derrick Henry, uh, and it was just too much for you to overcome, even though you had a really good week as well. I think you had over 150 points uh, from a fantasy pick, which in a given week is really, really good, but I was north of 200. Uh, so I'll take the honors this week, Butter, uh, given that I have I've won uh, the past week. And so we're going to start at quarterbacks. And so I am going to go with Russell Wilson of the Seahawks. Again, a game that we talked about. They're, they're hosting the G-Man, the Giants. Uh, I don't expect it to be a super high-scoring affair, but Russell's just so um, efficient. Uh, I think he's going to play really, really well, and he's going to do just enough, maybe have three touchdowns, uh, figure out which one of them, uh, whether it's uh, Metcalf or Lockett, that's going to catch the majority of them. It might even run one in as well. So I like Russell Wilson. And then give me Big Ben Roethlisberger, Butter. So they host the Washington football team. Washington's had an extra time to kind of rest up and get ready for this game. It's going to be on a Monday afternoon, given some of the, the COVID postponements for the Steelers to give them some extra time to kind of get ready for this one. So even an extra day for Washington here. But I think Big Ben has a big game against Washington in this one. You know, they did just enough against the Ravens on kind of some weird circumstances. I think they kind of get back to business, kind of back to normal. Uh, and even on a short week, I think they're they this game may turn into a shootout. I like the over on this one as well. So uh, give me Big Ben as my QB2. But who do you have at quarterback, bud? I've got Russell Wilson of the Seahawks, and I'm going to try this one for a this week, I'm going to take Taysom Hill of the Saints. I like it. So he's gambling here. He's got to change some things up, people. I got him on tilt, man. So he's doing all kinds of weird stuff. But now, yeah, you talk about Taysom Hill and the Saints, right? So um, they they play against the Falcons. Falcons don't play a lot of defense, although I mean they only give up six points to the Raiders in that weird game this past weekend. They're at 43 to six win, but it's going to be on turf. It's going to be in a dome. Going to be a fast track, so you'd expect there to be some points in this one. So yeah, I'm with I th- you. I, yeah, I yeah. think. I mean, the Falcons. I mean. You know, I mean, uh, the games that they've lost this year, I mean, it hasn't really been their offense. It's just, I mean, last week they decided to play defense. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> I don't know if it was that or if the Raiders just turned the ball over four times or whatever it was in, in their own half. So, yeah, it, it was that's a weird game. I think if you're you're the Raiders, you're John Gruden, you just burn that game film and say, all right, fuck it, boys. We're not even going to pay any attention to that. Yeah. Moving on to the next one. So, uh, I don't they, think. We did, we did not look very yeah, good. Yeah, you're not going to learn a whole lot from that, <laughs> uh, that stinker uh, down in Atlanta. So, well, let's go running backs, Butter. And we're on the same page for, for one of these running backs. We both have Aaron Jones of the Packers. Again, uh, Packers host the Eagles, right? We we expect, you know, Eagles just not playing good football right now, right? And so the Packers are kind of working on all cylinders. And so we're on the same page there. We both like Aaron Jones. And I'm going to go with Derrick Henry, right? So he did me good this past weekend, right? So again, that 170 yards and three touchdowns against a tough Colts defense. But I'm going to ride the hot hand. This is his time of year. I know they've got a tough matchup against a, a hot, good uh, uh, Cleveland Browns team that's playing really good football right now. But I think that December is Derrick Henry's month, man. So I'm going to go with Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones as my two guys. You've got Aaron Jones as well, but who's your other running back this week, Butter? Give me Damian Harris of the Patriots. Um, I mean, he's looked pretty good the last couple weeks. Um, you know, I mean, I know that they 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 kind of split carries. I mean, he's uh, he he's the guy that runs the ball, and then James White catches. The, I mean, he's the guy that um, that 
catches the passes, you know what I mean? But you know what I mean? Now they don't have Rex Burkhead. So give me uh, give me Damian Harris. I like his matchup. Yeah, should be a good matchup against the Chargers. And, again, the Chargers, bless their hearts, they, they tend to find a way to lose close games. Uh, and oftentimes those games end up being shootouts. And so I, I like the uh, the Herbert kid at quarterback. Again, I think they got a good one there. But uh, uh, probably not a bad pick there. And, again, should be a fast track uh, out in L.A. at SoFi as well. So that will be a fun one to watch. Uh, but wide receivers, Butter. I'm going to go with our guy Stephon Diggs uh, of the Bills. Again, they're they're playing a a uh, kind of a wounded uh, 49ers team from an injury standpoint, obviously. But again, a 49ers team that's coming off a big win over the Rams. Weird circumstances, right? They're going to be playing down uh, in Glendale in the uh, Cardinal Stadium. Again, kind of a, a dome, I guess, essentially a retractable roof there. So I think it's going to be a fast track. Uh, I like uh, Josh Allen to put up a, a lot of uh, yards there. And Stefan Diggs is his number one target. Uh, probably 100 yards and a touchdown in that one. So give me Diggs. And then I'm going to go back to, to the well here. A guy that I've taken a couple times here over the last few weeks. Give me the Vikings, Adam Thielen. Uh, and uh, they got a really good matchup this week against the Jaguars, right? They're back at home. They're in Minnesota. Uh, Kirk Cousins, I, I know he's kind of a – he's on on again, off again from a fantasy standpoint and from a just a QB standpoint in particular. Uh, but I like Thielen to have a big game against the Jags. I kind of went back and forth whether to take Thielen or Jefferson in this one, but I'm going to go with Thielen as my wide receiver too. But who are your two wide receiver picks, Butter? Give me Devontae Parker of the Dolphins and give me Tyler Lockett of the Seahawks. You know, usually I'll pick DK Metcalf, but, you know, I mean, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, I mean, it's been back and forth. Flip a coin, year, right? Yeah, yeah. Back and forth all year long. Um, but I do like uh, I do like Devontae Parker. Uh, they play against the Bengals, especially if Ryan Fitzpatrick is throwing him the ball. Yep, uh, I think it's going to be a good pick there. I, I think that Bengals and Dolphins, it's going to be a sneaky, fun game to watch. There might be a lot of points in that one. So, And, yeah, Lockett, uh, DK Metcalf, Metcalf, Lockett, who's it going to be this week? So it was it was Metcalf on Monday night, right, 170 yards receiving there. So maybe it's going to be Lockett this week. So I follow the logic there, Butter. Uh, tight ends, I, I'm going to go with the mainstay. All right, give me Travis Kelsey of the Chiefs. It's kind of similar to what we've been doing in college football, Butter. Kyle Pitts for Florida. It's like I just don't see a whole lot of reason to pick anybody else. And so Chiefs. Chiefs host the Broncos. We don't have any idea who's going to play quarterback for the Broncos this week. Uh, I'm hoping it's an actual quarterback uh, for their sake. Uh, but either way, I like the Chiefs to win that game and put up a lot of points in doing so. So give me Travis Kelsey. you got a different guy, though. Who are you going with that tight end, Butter? Man, um, with Colt McCoy starting uh, for the Giants this week, you know, I mean, I think Evan Ingram's probably going to be his best weapon. Uh, Evan Ingram, I mean, kind of a – He's a Mississippi kid, you know. I mean, went to Ole Miss. I mean, kind of one of those. He's a tight end. That's what he's classified as, but he can do other things. Super athletic. Yes, very, very athletic. And, you know, I mean, I think the the Seahawks have had uh, trouble on defense at times, and so I think he's got a good matchup this week. Well, at the flex position, Butter, you got another Ole Miss Rebel, right? So, A.J. Brown of the Titans, right? So, you like him. I do. Yep. So Titans, uh, uh, again, they've got a big game uh, this this weekend again against the uh, the the Browns that we kind of highlighted and stuff. So I kind of like that one as well. Uh, AJ Brown, obviously the top receiver for the Titans, so you would expect him uh, to have a good performance there. But I'm going to go with stay with the Chiefs, butter, and give me Tyreek Hill again. Just a fantastic performance against the uh, the Bucks this past weekend. He's so fast, man, and they they use him in such creative ways. Again, the Broncos are not very good. I think they're going to struggle on offense. I think the Chiefs might be able to name their score in this one on Sunday night, and so give me Tyreek Hill as my flex. 
But let's go kickers, Butter. Uh, I'll start. Let's go. Uh, I'm going to go Tyler Bass of the Bills. Again, we've talked about this game. We got a couple picks and, and alluded to it already. Kick his bass. Um, yeah, yeah. Kick his bass, <laughs> baby. Uh, but I like the Bills uh, to win a close game against the Niners. And to be honest with you, I think there may be a lot of field goals in this one. I think that 49ers defense may be just good enough. Uh, to maybe stop the Bills in the red zone a couple of times. And so um, I think Tyler Bass has at least three field goals in this one. Uh, and I, I do think it's going to be a close game, and so it might come down to a field goal when it's all said and done. So give me Tyler Bass of the Bills as my kicker. But who do you got at kicker, Butter? Give me Rodrigo Goggles Blankenship. Specs, man, you got to love that kid. Again, former Georgia Bulldog, a walk-on that got a scholarship there. Uh, he's really been a really good kicker for the Colts, mm-hmm. too. So um, you got to like that pick. Uh, going to be in a dome, right? So it should be good conditions there for kickers. Kickers love that. Uh, uh, 72 degrees and no wind. And so, yeah, uh, probably not a bad pick there. And I like the Colts. Uh, we both like the Colts to win that game against the Texans. So, well, let's go defense, Butter. And, again, defense wins championships, even in the fantasy world as well. I'm going to go Seahawks in this one, man. So I know we mentioned it, right? You kind of like Evan Ingram. We know that uh, maybe Colt McCoy at quarterback for the Giants, who is a competent professional quarterback, right? Played in the league for a long time now. Um, But I think the Seahawks will, again, I think it's going to play out similarly to what we saw uh, against the Eagles on Monday night. And so assuming Colt McCoy uh, doesn't get a meaningless uh, Hail Mary and two-point conversion at the end, uh, I like the Seahawks to hold the Giants under 15 points here and probably have a couple turnovers along the way. So give me Seattle as my defense, but who do you got as your defense, Butter? I like the Miami Dolphins versus the Bengals. All right. Again, I think that game might be sneaky good, man. I, I don't know why. I'm, I'm intrigued by that matchup. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be fun to watch. you got Fitzpatrick back in the, into the mix, right? So, yeah. um, and again, they're 7-4, and four, Butter. They, they can make the playoffs, the Dolphins, man. So, I don't think anybody uh, was picking the Dolphins uh, to make the playoffs, let alone be right there. I mean, hell, they're only a game back uh, from the Bills in the uh, AFC East division. So, uh, yeah, kudos to them. They've done just a fantastic job. Um, and it's good to see Fitzpatrick uh, back in the mix there. So, well, Butter, I think that just about does it for this pod, brother. So, again, we're up against the uh, the 50-minute mark here. But um, for our listeners out there, again, big week, right? So we're, we're, they're going to need some advice. They're going to need some tips uh, for fantasy purposes, uh, given that this may be the last regular season week in a lot of fantasy leagues out there. But how can our listeners get at you out there on social media, man? Throw, throw the Twitter handle out there. I'm on Twitter at Jeremy underscore Van Curen, or a.k.a. the Fantasy Fessional, and that's J-E-R-E-M-Y underscore V-A-N-C-U-R-E-N. Absolutely. Hit him up, people. So tap into that knowledge. The Fantasy Fessional himself, he'll he'll do you right, I promise you. Well, Butter, again, man, I appreciate you being in studio here. Kind of a cold, rainy night. You're making the drive up to the studio here in OKC. So I uh, really enjoyed it and obviously look forward to doing it again next week, Bud. And while this will wrap it up for this episode, the conversation doesn't end here, gang. To keep it going and also keep up with everything we're doing over at the Sports Pros Network, check us out at fantasysportspros.com or on Twitter at sports underscore pros. And remember, that's pros with an E, P-R-O-S-E. Enjoy the games this week. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, everybody. (laughs) 